0: He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now.
1: People are more concerned about the interior of a space than ever because you're spending so much more time inside. So we really have to think about catering to the work from home uh, folks and also the families, right? So like you've got to think about what does my interior look like? I mean, I just went on a trip and I literally filtered by like, does this place have a pool? Good Wi Fi and a workspace, you know? And then I went with the nicest one, and it didn't really matter where it was. You know, I knew that wherever I would go, I would explore that space. But like now it mattered to me is like, what does the interior of the space look like? And what is the functionality more than anything? Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform.
0: Staring down the barrel of a 60% permanent closure rate, it's time to fix what's broken. It's time to change the game. The hospitality industry is at a pivotal point. And it's become painfully obvious that business acumen and strategic planning will matter just as much as resilience. There's no shortage of resources ranging from how to apply for loans to how to negotiate with your landlord. But at some point, we will turn our sights towards the future. And when that time comes, we'll need tools and strategies to thrive, not just survive. In the hospitality industry, we fix our own problems. This is no different. We've created a group called the Hospitality Game Changers. It's on Facebook, a platform you already use daily. It's a space just for us where we're tackling the most difficult issues. Facing our industry and creating solutions. It's updated daily with the most compelling audio, written, and video content. To make
1: sure you're plugged into what's going on today and what
0: can help us tomorrow is quick and easy and free to join just log into facebook and search hospitality game changers in the search bar and you'll it. we can't change the cards that we are dealt but we can change how we play the game of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now all right welcome back to Slick Talk the hospitality podcast I'm your host Will Slickers and today I have Andrea Santos from Full House how are you today
1: I'm great Will. thanks so much for having me how are you
0: doing great you know we're uh, living this COVID-19 dream here doing a bunch of zooms back to back loving it
1: yeah, tell me about it. It's been quite the change in reality.
0: Yes. And I heard you guys just went back into another lockdown phase.
1: We have. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, like, it's a little bit less imposing as the last one, a little bit less strict for now. Um, but we'll see. I mean, you cannot plan a minute of this year. So we are, yeah, I, you can't speak to tomorrow. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens.
0: Well, we'll speak about this great podcast that we're going to do and then we'll, you know, continue throughout the day and figure out what the next move is. Um, I do actually want to bring up like you guys just launched a front, a storefront, right? And then all this happened and we'll kind of cover a little bit later in the episode, but uh, I can imagine that's pretty, pretty rough.
1: Like I said, you just cannot plan a minute of this year. <laughs> it's like every stride you make, it's like there's something on your coattail. So uh, so, so yes, yes, we did do that. Yes, we are doing that. It's a hell of an experience. Um, I mean, like no harm, no foul, but it, it's, it's fun times. It's keeping me on my toes.
0: Yeah, I was going to say the uh, amount of knowledge you'll walk away from after all this is said and done, I think it'll be quite quite useful
1: (laughs) all that pandemic knowledge they'll be teaching kids in the next school generations to come have you
0: seen all like the videos where they're like the teachers are talking like history and then all it's like 2019 and then they're like all right now we're gonna talk about 2021 and everyone's like wait what about 20 it's like we don't talk about that year
1: (laughs) it's a black hole we lost that year
0: we we skipped it we just do a skip Mm Well, I want to I want to intro, uh, introduce you to just the the audience and figure out you know let's let's dive into your background. Who are you? What have you done prior to Full House that got you to where you are today? And then, of course, what is Full House?
1: Yeah. Okay. Which way do we start? Do we start? Yeah. Let's start know, right in the beginning.
0: Start yes. right at the
1: beginning.
0: Yeah. Let's do the beginning.
1: Ooh, deep dive. Of okay. The yes. Okay. Um, okay. Well, ooh, I have to like. Close my eyes and think back. Um, so, okay, where did we start? So, I had originally sort of pursued a career in law, um, and about five years ago, which is uh, when Full House started, um, I was working for a real estate firm uh, in Montreal, sort of handling their legal and contracts and internal sort of legal matters. And uh, a friend of mine who was an interior designer in interior design school was like, let's start a company. And I was like, sounds like a great idea. And uh, (laughs) so, you know, came up with an awesome name, Full House. Um, And, you know, I had a particular passion for design and sort of architecture. I was working in real estate. And because like sort of my family background, um, we kind of designed and built homes, you know, growing up. And I was always a part of that process. So it was quite a, a big passion of mine. Um, So we started out actually just uh, with an e-commerce store that was really catered to like authentic vintage design. And uh, the name Full House actually is derived from Buckminster Fuller, who is an amazing architect and he designed the geodesic dome in Montreal, which I mean, if you guys Google it, you'll see it online. It was during Expo 67. Uh, There's like this giant dome and I think it was the US Pavilion. Uh, during that expo year. And um, so it's a nod to him and that design of the geodesic dome. And so that's the full part. And then the Bauhaus movement, which is simplicity and efficiency, and of course, a lot of that architectural design as well. So Full House was born. Uh, And what we did at the time is that we actually went around and drove U-Hauls across the country to pick up beautiful vintage product and then photograph it really nicely, revamp it, put it online. Uh, It was like the Pinterest dream and it was a side gig and I was sort of squatting in one of our empty office locations, the the real estate firm that I was working at, and... um, Yeah, and then what happened? So I was looking for—I was looking to get out of my job, out of my nine-to-five job—and I found um, this company called Flatbook, uh, who was doing something a little bit different. They were taking um, student apartments in the summer, so when students would go back home in the summer, they would take their apartments and then rent them out to tourists. And so they had just—I think—they had just like raised their first round, and they were looking for somebody to kind of like help them. Get more units, manage their real estate, and that was kind of what I was doing. So I had applied there, and then they wanted to hire me, but they asked me to do this challenge, which (laughs) included like me giving all of my Rolodex of contacts. So I was like, well, maybe not. And then, you know, my business partner, my side gig sort of business partner, was like, well, I mean, you don't really want another nine to five. Why don't you just ask them to design their units instead? So sure enough, I went back to uh, Francis Davidson and Lucas and I said, uh, no, thank you, but can I design your (laughs) units? And then sure enough, they're like, yes, amazing. We have one upstairs, do you have time to go see it? (laughs) I was like, yes, I do. So we did. And that was the very first uh, unit that we started designing for what you might know today as Sonder. So from there, okay, yeah, right on. yeah, so from there, uh, we ended up sort of working with Sonder for quite a bit that summer. And sure enough, you know, one thing led to the other and people started calling us like left and right to help them scale at the same speed and help them grow their inventory and offer sort of this good design uh, on a quick turnaround time and, uh, you know, with all of the amenities that you would need to kind of uh, furnish the place. So within a few months, I had to quit my job. We were too busy <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so then Full House was born and, and you know we've been sort of growing and scaling and expanding ever since. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the origin story. That's the origin story of Full House.
0: What a client to start you guys off with, for sure. Sonder, especially like out of all names, that's the name to have. Like yeah, well, right out the flat gate, book. <laughs> yeah. flat book. Yeah. <laughs> to, to now Sonder. That's crazy. That's, that's pretty cool. I did not know that part. I did a little okay. bit of research, obviously prior to our conversation today, but not, uh, not expecting Sonder. So that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, um, so like we said, we, you launched a storefront and you guys have this e-commerce platform as well. So, um, let's talk about something I saw on your website and it's called house in a box. And I really like this idea, and I think um, you know we've on the show we've had a, a mastermind series back in I think January is when it started you know of course Covid happened shortly after but um so the mastermind series we talked about you know how to improve your listing, how to make sure you're getting more bookings, what can you do as a host, as a manager as a agency that does you know whether it's hotels or vacation rentals, um, what can you do to really vamp up your listing? And one of the things was pictures, of course, great pictures, and then interior design. But we never talked in detail on what design really does to benefit. So I'd love to talk about house in a box and what that really goes into um, and you know, the, just the overall concept.
1: Yeah. So, well, you know, kind of like jumping off from like where we left off on the last, on the last sort of origin story. Um, Obviously, you know, developing these sort of delivery methods and knowing, you know, really perfecting, as quickly as possible, what needed to go into these spaces to actually make them nice, like well-designed, um, interesting and amenable to guests. And then also, you know, what do guests actually care about? It's not necessarily the same thing that you care about in your own home. And it's not the same thing that like the owner cares about. So um, sure enough, that's that's also where House in a Box was born. And the idea is that like, okay, everything that you need, uh, well-designed, delivered, installed and photographed in stage so you're ready to go live as fast as possible and start generating revenue from your property so house in a box is that sort of perfect package it's uh it's easily installed so we have you know the exact product that goes into uh from a hotel room size to a four bedroom unit and everything is handled and photo finish ready Um, so to really take the, the, the burden off of these operators and owners that are scaling because they're not often scaling in the city that they're actually based in or in the location that they're renting these units or like putting up their properties. So they need somebody else that they can trust to kind of go in there and handle that whole aspect of the installation of the furniture. So that's where house in a box is born. And naturally, I mean, we are a design company, so we care about good design. Um, Mm -hmm so what we did with house in a box is that we're not saying it's a set package we're not saying that it's like you're you're buying specifically this product the product changes with every package but what we're sort of selling to you and what we're sort of offering is a design so we're selling you a, a, you know we have six seasonal designs that come out every season um so now we are in fall winter 20 and you're gonna see uh, six designs online for north america we have our european step as well and uh, so you buy that package and, or you rent it. And then basically uh, we will do an iteration of that for you. So every single space is unique. It's never going to be exactly the same or cookie cutter, just like the last one. So that's the idea of house in a box. It's that turnkey, I'm moving into this place or I'm renting that unit, or I've just purchased this building, or I, you know, we're scaling into that, that location. I need a service that'll just handle all of it from A to Z, that's what we offer.
0: So does it come already built and ready to go and people deliver it and, and put it in? Or like, I'm kind of, I'm a logistics person. So I'm thinking like, all right, how does this all kind of come in like in a big ginormous box? Yeah.
1: Basically, or several, okay. right? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because it's not everything, obviously, in a box. I, I've yeah, tried to yeah. imagine like... <laughs> How can like, you know, trying to model that in SketchUp, if anybody has like sort of great SketchUp skills, then help me out here. But uh, <laughs> trying to model like, how does a lamp fit on top of a sofa with the rug and like trying to manage, imagine this perfect cube of yeah. like an apartment's containment, containments, I guess. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so, uh, but no, unfortunately, that's not the reality. The reality is it comes in truckloads of, of stuff. Uh, you really don't think about how much stuff goes into a space Seriously? until you've done it.
0: Yeah. Well, and I so, love that you said um, the difference between what you would have in your own home versus what the owner would want you to have in their home versus what the guest actually wants when they're staying in the home or hotel, whatever. So that there's a big yeah. difference, and I think you know finding that, that sweet spot is really important because we see so many you know vacation rental managers or companies that are like, oh, we're going to do this and do that and do that, but it's like really not what the guest wants and really not functional for the space at all.
1: Yeah. And I think functionality plays a big part, you know, and like often we have to talk to clients, you know, talk them out of things and just think about like, you know, you're committing to, a you're committing to a certain wallpaper that, that's, mm. you know, that, that makes it a very bold move. I mean, like we work with our clients to really either establish, I mean, they can pick one of our six sort of styles or we offer custom design as well. We'll, we'll, we'll really, really sit with them and develop an idea or a concept that they're ultimately looking for for their brand. Um, But we often have to talk them out of like, you know, certain decisions that they're committed to because they saw it on Uh, Pinterest or they saw it on Instagram. And it's like, you know, having, uh, you know, all glass, everything, is just not going to be ideal for your space and it's not going to last. And so, yeah, so we, we do have to have those conversations and there is like a learning curve. There is an Mm -hmm. expertise that you gain having having done this so many times, like, what works, what doesn't, what people like to take photos of. So we really try to get that selfie station going yeah, and exactly. so that people are actually promoting your space when they're in it.
0: Yeah. Free marketing is exactly yeah. like I was, uh, Matt Lando makes fun of me cause I do hashtag, uh, uh, hashtag picture moment or hashtag moments like type deal where whenever you're at a property or location, you always want to have that hashtag spot where people are always wanting to take pictures. Yeah. Totally
1: selfie station. Yeah. That's selfie it.
0: station. I love it. Well, um, now it, and so I was, I remember reading that there's a rent to own and there's a own option and there's like a, all sorts of, uh, options on there. What have you seen be the most beneficial for property managers? Especially because I think, like you said, with there being multiple seasons, um, do you see a lot of people doing the rent or lease option and then switching out as every season comes or, what does that look like for you guys?
1: So in fact, we, we only launched like officially the rental option this year,
0: okay.
1: uh, which was maybe a great time to do it because that's yeah. definitely something people are looking for right now. Uh, but traditionally, it has been a purchase. Uh, option. Okay. And the thing, the thing for me was really figuring out, I mean, sort of the, the financial logistics around all of that, right? So yeah, um, so yeah it, you know, we came to realize that why are people ultimately buying this stuff? Didn't really like everybody was looking to spread out the, the payment, right? Yeah. All all clients, nobody really wants to pay. It's expensive for yeah. sure. It's not a cheap endeavor to furnish a whole space with all of the bells and whistles. Um, and so it's like, how do you spread that out? You know? And then it was like, well, the financing thing doesn't really make sense for us. We're not a bank, you know. But also, like, why did people really want to own this stuff? I mean, in as much as you're renting out your space, like a lot of our clients are not are not property owners. They're their tenant, they're lessees, right? Of or of of the space, so or lessors rather. And um and so you know, it's kind of like why are you owning all the furniture if you don't know if your 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 time in that space is not permanent, right? And so we realized that like this had to kind of be a service that went on for a certain number of a certain number of time, a certain number of years in order for people to actually you know, stay current, uh, stay on trend. You deal with damages also when you're in a rental space, you deal with tenants that are you know, not super respectful of your things. So it's like, why are, we, why are people buying all of this furniture if they're only gonna have to move it, store it, deal with it at some point? Why not team up with a company like us and actually rent it as a service? And that way you actually, so our minimum term is a year um but we do offer like obviously discounts of year two and three and uh and there is a rent to own option so everybody can kind of rent and then own at the end um but after year two you can swap everything out and into year three you can swap everything out and get a whole new package so it kind of keeps everybody current and then the other thing that we noticed is that if you do have a, a new fresh space your listing gets bumped again <laughs> to the top of the listing page right So we know this whole thing now about listing optimization and that really good photos and a fresh looking space is going to optimize you and put you at the top of that listing page. So the best way of doing that is to obviously have a new interior. Um, So yeah, having the service that you subscribe to obviously to me makes a lot more sense. No doubt that not everybody is understanding it because mm-hmm. everybody's just like, well, I can own it all. <laughs> but I think that we're just obsessed with ownership. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't, from a business standpoint, I still think it makes a lot more financial and logical sense to kind of use this as a service
0: mm-hmm. and
1: actually use it as a rental option. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I like, I, I like what you said, you know, you're not a bank. And so do what you're good at and obviously you're not banking. So if you can, yeah, come up with a different model that works for you guys as a company and works for your clients mm-hmm. and awesome and I think that's a good segue into kind of my next question for you was any stats or data on how design and furniture can improve property occupancy and revenue obviously you touched a few points but there was a great article that I found on shorttermrentals.com. Um, I think it was a while back but uh, I think there's some good information in there on how um, like you just said refreshing your listing Increasing your your uh, or refreshing your you know interior bumps your listing up again, so just stuff like that. What do you think? Maybe and we can even go to the final question I had with um, you know maybe three takeaways on how this can really apply to anybody listening today.
1: Yeah. So I mean, on the one hand, uh, what are the real stats? What are the benefits of of doing this? I mean, it's funny because at the early s- stage of of our business and I think at the early stage of a lot of this industry you know five years ago the market wasn't saturated and people just knew that they can furnish with Ikea and like as long as it was furnished you can get it online and that was the minimum requirement and then slowly slowly people started to notice that like oh if it's well furnished and if it's well designed I end up getting a better return on my investment Um so so yeah, so I think that I mean for us what we've seen with our packages is that you're gaining anywhere from forty to sixty percent. Um and those are the stats that we're able to pull from from clients, you know. But yeah, forty to sixty percent is a good average. Uh but of course, you know,
0: Uh, I was gonna say that's actually pretty pretty damn amazing actually,
1: (laughs) compared to what
0: a lot of companies are, you know, when you just do IKEA, what are you getting on that return? Probably. Little to none.
1: Exactly. And no doubt, like, you know, you're definitely, I mean, I am. I do for sure. I spend more to stay in a nicer place. You know, if it is like a hundred dollars versus a hundred and thirty dollars, I'm going to spend a hundred and thirty because it's a much nicer it's a much nicer space. So, you know, think about like how that user mentality works. Um, and you know, touching on your next question, sort of like three takeaways that people should have is that like right now, uh, people are more concerned about the interior of a space than ever because you're spending so much more time inside. So we really have to think about catering to the work from home uh, folks and also the families, right? So like, you've got to think about what does my interior look like? I mean, I just went on a trip and I literally filtered by like, does this place have a pool? Good Wi Fi and a workspace, you know? And then I went with the nicest one, and it didn't really matter where it was. You know, I knew that wherever I would go, I would explore that space. But like now it mattered to me is like, what does the interior of the space look like? And what is the functionality more than anything? So, yeah, so do whatever you can to kind of increase that experience, to update that experience. Take good photos, take you know the vignette shot, like that Instagrammable little shot that you can get. Add those photos; it's they they you know they're really worth the while. Um, you know, even so far as I go get a bunch of board games. People need to entertain the kids. Um, whatever little things you can do, definitely make sure that you have a good workspace. Everybody's got to have that phone call from time to time, or that space where they just have to buckle down and do some work. You obviously want to cater to that demographic and then i think the final takeaway make sure you have stellar internet (laughs) because everybody's got to have really good wi-fi these days there's a lot of people using it at home so so yeah i think that's my three inputs
0: no that's that's great and i think uh you touched on my Another question is the, you know, with the, in lights of COVID-19, a lot of people are working from home. We've also seen, you know, the crazy amount of staycations that has been happening and the people driving within a 50 to maybe even a hundred mile radius uh, to get out of their current living area and mm-hmm. to just get a new change of scenery. Right. Well, I I'm predicting with school starting, that we're going to see a lot more of those, instead of calling a staycation, we'll probably call it a schoolcation or whatever, uh, to, to, to get the kids out of the house or to, you know, take the wife or husband on a trip or, you know, whatever it may be, right? Um, so how have you guys seen interior design really help with the productivity of people that are working from home, especially with kids in school and doing Zoom learning and all sorts of other things like that? Have you had any kind of feedback with with the, you know, recent pandemic stuff that we're in now?
1: Yeah, yeah, we we called those trips the workaways, right? The wor- I love that. <laughs> you're you're working away. <laughs> um, I mean, like, look, for sure. Like, as soon as the pandemic hit, we started to look closely at like what can we do to like offer to like we haven't necessarily been including desks in our packages. So like, what can we sort of do to offer that now to a lot of our clients? Um, and so we did develop the work from home package in order to like you know to supplement wherever people needed that. Um. But I mean like for sure there there are things that are really important and I think a decent workspace a cl- in a closed room so if you do have a desk if you do have an office and you should put it in a room that the door closes uh not in the living room people don't want to work at the dining table that's kind of where everyone else lives um you need to be able to go have a conversation behind a closed door so I think that's kind of really important and for productivity um you know, light and window space is also really important because you're inside so much. So definitely making sure that you have good lighting is really key as well. Um, And I'm a lighting fiend, so get rid of those blue LEDs, uh, get rid of that terrible, like, you know, ghost glow, just get some really nice incandescent bulbs where you can find them, get that yellow light and just make it really nice. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, just making sure that, that you're, you know, you've got a comfortable chair where people aren't throwing out their backs. I threw out my back also in this pandemic, just sitting at the wrong table in the wrong way. Um, So yeah, so productivity is all about ergonomics, um, comfort, and, you know, just trying to to get privacy in a space where like you're home and you don't necessarily have that much.
0: Agreed, totally agreed. I think there's all great information there. I did have one random thing I was thinking of because I saw... Um, I don't think this is really new in the space, but I definitely think it's going to be a rise with, you know, the current situation we're all in. Um, but there's condominium properties being built, right? Um, but they're being built in the sense of for the millennial traveler, or the millennial age where a lot of us do work from home or, you know, work remotely, but then we do travel on our off time. We go out and we're not at home as often as most people that, either have families or a little bit older generation Um, and so the the condominiums are being built you're buying the unit that you live in it's coming fully furnished with a package that you pick kind of like what you guys offer but then when you're not there you pretty much the property will turn on a switch and your unit now becomes a vacation rental while you're away so have you guys seen anything like that and maybe do you have a sneak peek if you're already partnered up with someone
1: Yeah. Uh, we have worked on certain of those properties. Um, you know, so I can't really disclose, unfortunately I can't disclose most of our clients. Um, but we, um, yeah, we, we have worked on quite a few of those properties. I think that that's kind of something that everybody's going to be looking for. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, I wouldn't invest in a condo unless I knew I had the right to rent it out on a short-term basis. Exactly. And I think more and more people of our age group and in our, in our place would probably feel the same way, especially like in a city dwelling in a city living, you know, you want to be able Mm -hmm. to be like, I'm going out and I don't want to just, this isn't just an expense. Uh, I want to be able to have some coin, some kind of return and and recover Mm -hmm. the cost of of this place. Um, so yes, so there's definitely some companies out there that are doing it. Um, whether it takes on i don't know i don't know how much information there is out there how many stats are there on on the success of these things but i hear they're really beneficial and that yeah that you can sort of you know you can if not just cover your costs you actually do make quite a bit on them um at least more than expected you know because on your traditional home you're not making anything so, you know, I like, like we're saying, like, I don't, I don't think I would invest in a property unless I had that, that opportunity. Yeah. So I do think to a certain extent, and I know that, uh, you know, there might be some people that heavily disagree with me, but yeah.
0: uh, <laughs> I I'm think... on the, I'm in the same page. I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to get a couple of people that disagree, <laughs> but I, I believe this is where it's going. So,
1: yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. and I think that cities are sort of regulating this more and more. Mm-hmm. And, and there needs to be a certain level of regulation there for sure. Yeah. But there also needs to be a little bit of liberty for us to make yeah. decisions on properties that we own. Right. So yeah. we'll see and, how this pans out.
0: Yeah. I was going to say in professionalism too, like if, you know, regulation will come with proper professional operations, you know, if, a, if you're doing yeah. it right, then you'll set this, the example and the standard pretty well. And I think um, companies that are starting this are going to be, toe in the water they're going to be the ones that figure out okay is this going to work because I yeah. like the idea I would love to buy a place in Florida and go to Mexico for a month and have my place be rented out you know that would be yeah. amazing but um, it, it really takes the right type of company so hopefully maybe we'll, we'll see something more in the future and you'll be back on the show talking all about it and it'll be, it'll be great stuff but yeah
1: all of my all of my condos that are <laughs> doubling as vacation rentals we'll yes. see if we buy into that um yeah also you know there's another there's another side to that coin of like is it a glorified um what what, what were they called back in the day uh uh where you used to buy weeks in a, in a space
0: a bit more like a timeshare
1: timeshare yeah yeah, yeah a glorified, yeah. glorified timeshare
0: hey i think if you get but timeshares you don't get to live in you're like you pay fifty thousand dollars for a week in a destination and it's like uh no, it's kind of yeah. Oh thanks. <laughs> I'm not was- gonna take a, not taking out a fifty thousand dollar loan for for that.
1: Yeah, no, so. that was a '90s scam. really, yeah. really interesting
0: one. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Well, awesome. I think this was a great episode. I think you bring a lot to the table, and I love talking about interior design. We never, uh, I can't say never. We rarely have the opportunity to have you know interior design and marketing um people on the show so it's really cool to pick your brain and see the cool stuff you guys are doing in the space i want to give you this time to do any kind of like final shout outs or final thoughts anything that you would like to add in conclusion of the episode
1: oh yeah well thanks so much for having me i mean this was really really awesome and it's really great to talk to other industry people in the space and sort of you know hear what you guys what you have to say but um Shout outs, I mean like, you know, shout out to my team, but I think uh, some things that that are worth noting is that we've just launched uh, our direct to consumer uh, line. It is only available for now in Montreal, but you'll see that expanding pretty quickly, pretty soon. Um, So now that we've perfected it sort of for the businesses, the D2C service is just a little bit more scaled back but it enables sort of anybody to buy that home and just go in there and set it up immediately. So you'll be seeing some of those coming your way. Um, Yeah. Well, house is always, you know, always a new day, always a new adventure.
0: I wasn't saying any real estate people listening. uh, This is a, you know, a great service to add. Just go to the the direct to consumer spot, buy all the furniture for your clients, mark it up a little bit, who knows, do whatever, get creative, have fun.
1: I mean, like I encourage them to kind of like, Furnish it, and then just increase the
0: lease. Yeah, there you go. That too. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you want to do. Yeah, I love that. I think that's great. Well, thank you, Andrea, so much again for being on the show. And I'll link everything in the show notes, guys. So please check out Full House. Uh, I'll also put a couple links to articles and blogs that they've done. Uh, Really good information there, Andrea. It's a pleasure. You're awesome. Keep up the great work, and hopefully, we'll get some updates from you guys soon about getting out of lockdown and into the full rush of business again.
1: Yeah, looking forward to meeting you in person one day soon. Yes, yes. Thank I'll you buy so much, coffee. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcast.
0: Hey guys, big announcement here. I'm participating in the first ever Return on Rentals virtual event with some of the most amazing and awesome industry friends I've ever had. This event is unique and different. We're aiming to shake it up and we'd love to have you there. It's all property managers talking about how they use technology to solve problems. There's even a virtual happy hour, which is kind of like speed dating, but in order to make virtual connections. Conferences are canceled, but the opportunity to connect is not. So please join us. I'll have a link in my show notes i would love to see you guys there i'm going to be speaking on the power of connections with some amazing industry thought leaders and let's be honest just some badass women so go ahead join us it's a free event hop on there i look forward to seeing you there and of course having a drink with you afterwards at the happy hour